Welcome to Mommy Diary, the podcast. I'm your host, Angela Kim. I'm a creative, lifestyle blogger, and mom of four. This podcast is all about honest stories of motherhood and real conversations with real mothers just like you. Unlike my Instagram account, not everything will be beautiful. I promise to be vulnerable and share stories of all the struggles and the incredible moments we all share as women and mothers. So do me a favor and screenshot this episode, add it to your IG stories, then tag me at Mommy Diary. I'd love to feature you on my Insta stories. We're all in this together, mamas. Let's dive into the show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Mommy Diary, the podcast. Today, I wanted to share with you guys some tips for working from home. Because, you know, we're really living through a very weird time where the kids aren't going to school, their summer camps are canceled, there are no more extracurricular activities, everyone's home. You know, there's a lot of frustration that's been built up over the past three to four months since quarantine started. So it's no longer new. It's no longer exciting. I think everyone can feel this uh, pressure that's just building in all of us, including our kids. Before I begin, I just want to say that it's not going to look perfect. There's going to be days or weeks where you struggle. Like this week was um, a, a huge struggle for me. I wasn't able to meet my deadlines. I just had trouble writing, just focusing, concentrating. I think it's happening just because I think I'm just starting to burn out from all the different hats I have to wear in a day as a mom. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. But I do want to share these tips to help you guys and also as a reminder to myself so that we can still make the most out of quarantine. This does not mean that it's going to be perfect. It's not going to be a linear journey. Some days are going to be harder than others. But with these tips in mind, I'm hoping that your um, time at home can be a little easier and you'll have a better idea of how you can take care of yourself from home. So the most important thing to working from home is having a clear, healthy boundary, even with their own children, which means we may have to close our doors. We have to tell them mom is doing this. We have to explain to them what we have to do for X amount of hours. We need you to do this. You know, and I think this is harder for younger kids. Um, luckily, my son, who's almost four, has older sisters who can, you know, be with them. So sometimes, honestly, sometimes it'll just be like them watching a movie during the day or even having some screen time because I have to get things done. And if I try to micromanage and try to make their day look perfect as a homeschooling mom, it's going to be really hard to get any work done for yourself. So I think the first thing is just letting go of that guilt of being a perfect mom. Sometimes you may feel guilty because they're spending too much time in front of the computer or on their phones or on devices because you have to, you know, take that conference call. You have, you need that Zoom call for your work or, you know, it could even be because you want to start a passion project. Like I said before, if you don't believe in your vision or your goal, no one's going to really care. Like no one's going to believe it. You have to be the first person to stand by that idea. If you have an idea and you're thinking of building something or starting something new during this time, then I honestly think this is a perfect time to do so. So on the big scheme of things, this is only going to be one year out of their entire lives. I mean, I'm hoping this this pandemic is, you know, over after 
you know, this year, maybe early next year. But what I'm saying is instead of focusing on the day to day, sometimes you have to sacrifice the perfection of your day to day because you have a larger overarching goal, which could be, you know, your next new business or your next project, or it could be something as simple as just getting your work done so that you can keep your job. You know, so many of us are losing jobs during this time. You know, there are more important things in life than kids being on a perfect schedule and being completely caught up with their, all their homeschool stuff. And right now is an unprecedented time. This is not normal. What's happening is not normal. And we should be giving ourselves more grace through it all. So when you're working from home or when you're just at home all the time, like we are right now, it's so important to practice self-care. And it's so, so important to carve out alone time. And whatever that alone time looks like, you got to do what you enjoy. It could be um, taking a bath. You know, it can be starting a new beauty ritual. I started like using my gua sha tool. I love it. I love the way it like massages my face and I feel like it hits all those pressure points. It just releases tension on my face. And you would be really surprised, but we carry a lot of tension like around our jawline. And I know this because before COVID, I used to get, you know, facials at this Korean beauty spa. And what they do is they massage your face. And when you are done with your hour session, you know, you just feel like your face just feels like it's been like rejuvenated. Just that feeling, you know, you guys, I'm sure know me by now that I like listen to my bodies. I could just tell my, my body needed it. It needs it. So um, when I use those gua sha tools, it helps me to my skin, my muscles to feel rejuvenated from the inside out. And I think that's why it's so great for our skin, our complexion, even just the uh, blood flow throughout our bodies. Um, on our faces. So yeah, like st- starting a new uh, beauty ritual. Journaling. You guys know I'm a huge fan of journaling because what journaling does is, you know, we have a lot of thoughts. Like I'm sure you guys have like 10 million thoughts that are going through your head every day. But when you write things down, it helps you to focus. It helps you to kind of like prioritize your thoughts. So you know, like you may have 10 million things to do, but start jotting down the most important ones. It makes things more manageable. So if you know you have like 10 things to do today, and if you're sitting down, you have a pen and a piece of paper in front of you, you're thinking a little more logically, you're able to compartmentalize that to-do list so that you know how to prioritize instead of having, you know, it's like having like this giant... How do I explain it? Like a trash bag full of ideas versus like having little storage baskets where all your ideas are sorted into different categories. Um, that's just one visual that just came to my head. I hope that makes sense to you guys, but that's what journaling does for me. So whether it's uh, what I have to do today or my fears or, you know, what I'm worried about today, you know, like today, if I'm journaling, I'm pretty sure I'm going to write about my feelings around my children's school next fall just helps to really like release those messy, chaotic thoughts out of your brain onto paper. It also helps to manifest like your dreams. So sometimes I'll just sit down and just write down all the wants in my life, whether it's a, it's my new forever home, a beautiful custom closet. I've been dreaming about this. I don't have it. I'm hoping I'm one step closer, you know, vacation. And these can be like, big things. These can be things that you don't even know if it's going to come true, but you know what? Write it down because when you write it down, it has power. You're materializing your dreams and you really do 
have a greater chance of manifesting. And I know the word manifestation is like overused a lot. And I know some of you guys may feel like, is that really true? Can this really happen? But yes, like our thoughts and our words are so important. They become seeds for our future and for the next plan of action. I'm a 100% believer of writing things down, manifesting your thoughts, and also releasing a lot of those messy, you know, negative, you know, low vibrational thoughts like anxiety or worry or depression, like write them down and just keep that journal as your sacred space of your thoughts and your ideas and your dreams. And I've been doing this since I was a young girl and I have like volumes and volumes of books or journals. And I have, I think like 20 and I have to say they're all like not connected. You know, I don't give myself that added stress. Like I would just grab a journal that's by my desk or by my bedside and just write down random things. So these are all just random. They're not organized, but it's okay. And you know, sometimes when I go back and read it, I'm very surprised to find that a lot of my, um, what I thought was far-fetched dreams actually did come true. So yes, journaling, I think if you're not doing that right now, please start doing that today. You'll begin to see the power of journaling, but you have to give it time. You have to put in the time and um, dedicate your space and your energy and your time into it. And this is just one practice that I would highly recommend for you to add into your daily schedule. And also praying, you know, whether you like to, some people I know have their devotional time, they like to have their own Bible study time, or you you know, you might just have a gospel that you resonate with or a verse, then you just write that down and write down your thoughts around it. There are so many different ways to do this. Or you could just be a free writer like myself and just channel like different thoughts and different prayers that come into your mind or your heart, or you could combine both. I did spend a lot of time writing down Bible verses and just like reflecting upon them. I did a lot of them when I was younger. So now, um, while some verses do, you know, hit you differently through different times of your life, I just find that like this just natural, like free writing really works for me now because I'm surprised at the new, the newness of it, like the new things that just kind of come through. And reading is also a really great exercise for your brain. Reading is different than just consuming content on social media or TV because it really helps your like brain cells, like your neural pathways to stay actively engaged. I think reading is one activity that we should all do continuously, regardless of your age. Um, I don't read as much as I used to, as much as I'd like to, but I am always reading something. And, you know, frankly, I, it's really hard for me to get through a book from beginning to the end because I'm constantly interrupted. But like right now, I'm reading a book by Glennon Doyle and it's, I've been on this book for a long time, but it's okay. Sometimes if you just need to get like bite sized messages, you know, even like 10 minutes a day, it's still effective than not reading. So I do like to read them like chapter by chapter. I don't put the pressure of getting through the entire book from beginning to the end. It just doesn't really happen nowadays with, you know, children and motherhood. So reading is also a really, really great way uh, to just take care of your mind. One thing that I really want to discuss now is like TV and Netflix. And I know so many of us, you know, say Netflix and chill, I think was like the hashtag of 2020 quarantine life. And I know people are just watching so many shows and, and I'm not saying it's bad. I think 
I think it's really great to have a TV show that you love and, and some are really, really well made. But I do have a problem with spending too much time watching TV because it's a very passive way to use um, your brain and it's a very passive way to use your mind. So, you know, like I'm sure you guys know this, books are always better than movies and there's a reason why. Like our imaginations are powerful tools that can connect us not only for like planning our future, but also like listening to our intuition. We do a lot of this through our the process of using our imagination. And I think what the TV does is it really kind of like numbs that side of us. So while I'm, I'm all for, you know, watching your favorite TV show and you can definitely treat yourself to your favorite show, but I don't know if it's necessarily healthy to watch so many shows that that just becomes like consumes your day. I was a huge like Korean drama fan and and now like when I started my um, blog business, I really was mindful about cutting that out of my life. And I do watch them. I do enjoy them. I'm just watching them and enjoying them a lot less than I used to because I see, I can see just how like time draining watching something can be. So now I'd like to stick to movies or, you know, even if you're watching a show, like give yourself a limit. You know, I'm only going to watch X amount of episodes today and then just stop it there. It's really hard, I know, but it does become easier. Like the more you watch it, the more you become consumed in that TV life. The less you watch it, the less you can, you become consumed and it's easier to turn that off. So I think again, this is like, it's a practice. I consider it a self care practice. It's a way to take care of our mind so that we're not overstimulated by, you know, this content, all these content that someone else has created. It's really important to give us time, give ourselves time just to create our own content, even if it means like just writing in your journal or just like, or just sitting down and meditating in silence or, you know, saying a prayer or reading a Bible verse, whatever it is that works for you, just make sure that you're focusing on using your own imagination and your own mind rather than taking in what someone else has created. So I think that's a key distinction to how, how I can, you know, use shows or movies or just social media more wisely. That's how I like to look at it. And, you know, when it's really hard, I just remind myself that I don't want to raise children who watch too much TV. So by me doing that, that's what I'm showing my kids. I'm teaching them through my action that that's healthy. So I always try to model, you know, healthy behavior. So I would mindfully say, okay, I'm going to just watch one show. And then when it's done, it's done. And I think that's a really the, be- the best way really to teach our own children how to um, have better boundary around consuming digital content or like, you know, watching TV or watching a movie or even being on TikTok or Instagram. It can be draining for your soul and your mind. It's also very important to know the value of time. You know, we're all given the same amount of time, hours in a day, 24 hours. We all have that. And it's up to us to decide how we distribute that time and use it wisely. And, you know, again, we need to have more grace. There may be times when you're spending your entire like eight, nine hours a day in bed. You might not be feeling well. You might be tired. You might have a newborn. Maybe you're just burned out. Maybe your body's telling you you need rest. Whatever it is, it's okay to have those slow days. But what I'm saying is just generally, it's, you know, good to kind of just get on your feet and, you know, move your body throughout the day. 
It's getting really hot, so taking walks in the middle of the day is not easy. But I always like to stretch. I at least do that. I at least stretch every day. I do a lot of work in front of the computer, so I'm always stretching out my neck, my shoulders, my back. I, I try even breathing exercise can be so helpful. We can really tell the state of ourselves by watching our breathing. Sometimes you'd be surprised to know that we have like these really short, like anxiety, like anxious breathing. Like we may do that even while we're at home when we're stressed out. Like we're just that hustle in the kitchen. Like we're making our kids food and then we have to turn around, do the dishes. And then someone wants a snack or someone wants fruits and it's nonstop. And then the laundry, laundry machine is going off upstairs and you know, it's time to move that, you know, laundry from the washer to the dryer and, and you get a phone call or someone's at your door or, you know, you guys get the point. Like through while, while we do this, we're not breathing intentionally. We're not deep breathing. So it's really important to do that deep breathing. Um, when I find myself short fused, anytime you find yourself angry at your children, and I'm not judging you because I have those days too. The first thing you should be doing is just breathing deep. Just take a deep breath, like through your nose, and just exhale long and deep and just intentionally. That just like really visualize your lungs and your stomach just like expanding. Um, that really helps with just those daily, um, stressful moments and just knowing that right now is a time of routine, not fixed schedules. So when my daughters were in school, I had my alarm set. These days, I don't have an alarm, which I'm so thankful for. That one thing, that's one thing that I just, I'm a night owl and I don't do well in the morning when my alarm used to go off at six o'clock. No matter what time I slept, I always felt tired. So nowadays I'm waking up without an alarm and it's been really nice to have these slow mornings with my daughter with my youngest daughter, Rumi. So she wakes up around like 6 or 7 a.m. So I, I feed her at my breast and I'm able to like close my eyes. I use this time to either like set positive intentions for the day. Like I would say something like, you know, thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day. And I pray that I get, you know, things done, that I'm a happy mom to my kids. I can be productive. And, you know, I have, I start kind of mapping out the day in my head. And I also give a lot of just words of gratitude to God. Like, thank you for another morning. And I just, you know, like slowly, slowly start to like let my body or my mind move like from the dream state to my morning. So I like, I love my slow mornings. I'm just not one of those people that just like get up and go. Cause I feel like my morning that really sets the tone for the rest of the day. So even if you only have five minutes or 10 minutes in your morning, I just, kind of spend it. I like to come out of my dream state a little slower, a little more intentional. And I like to kind of feel my daughter at my breast. I love, I'm really enjoying breastfeeding. So I just try to really be present. I try to like feel, you know, her, her cute thighs. I try to feel her breathing next to mine. I run my finger through her hair. So sometimes I'm not even thinking about anything. I'm just like in the present moment. And, you know, of course, it's so much easier when you have this really adorable, like five months old that you're taking care of versus like kids just rushing through your door by because I have those two. Mom, I'm hungry. Or mom, you know, can I have some candy? You know, my son is like super into sweets and sometimes he just asks for like a lollipop first thing in the morning. Or, you know, now like I see my older kids have phones and my son doesn't. So I see a lot of 
like fights, like he'll always try to grab his sister's devices. And so I wake up to a lot of chaos and like fighting kids and just demands. But I, you know, always try to be intentional. And, you know, I, I use the word selfish, but in the most positive way, I still make sure that I take that five, 10 minutes to myself. And, you know, if there's one thing that I'm really kind of selfish about is sleep. And, you know, this really depends on you. You know, you may not, you may be one of those people that don't need a lot of sleep, but me, I need a lot of sleep. If I lack sleep, I just don't function well. I can't work as well. I'm not as productive. I'm not a good wife or a good mother to my children. I'm, I'm more like short tempered. I just find myself becoming more um, overwhelmed feeling that often or just easily. So I know sleep is something that I really need. So I make sure that I get at least seven, eight hours of sleep every day. If I'm a little tired on weekends, I sleep even longer. And, you know, that my husband knows that and I'm really thankful. So usually like for breakfast, my husband would help with the breakfast. I shouldn't even use the word help. Like he does a breakfast while I breastfeed my baby and just have that slow morning. Even before quarantine started, my husband did a lot of the morning um, drop off because I know that's what I need. But once I'm up, I'm, I'm up. So once I'm up, you know, my husband does that in the morning and then I get my rest and I have my intentional morning time. And once that's done, I get my coffee and then I'm like, go. So I don't spend a lot of time like being idle. I don't really take naps. So this really depends on you. You know, you could be like my husband who's a morning person, but then you kind of get tired in the afternoon. And for me, I'm not a morning person, but once I'm up, I can just keep going. And then have enough energy to last me until kids bedtime and then some because for me, you know, I work from home. So there's a lot of work that I can't get done during the day. So it, it comes after kids bedtime. Like it starts at nine, nine thirty. So I, I'm a night owl. Like I, I do stay up at least until midnight, usually like midnight to one. But again, you know, just make sure you know your body. You just have to know yourself and know what works for you. We're all different, but as long as you're doing what's best for you, that's all that matters. Just know that, you know, slowing down is okay. Like I said, I'm kind of like a go, go, go type of person. And sometimes when I feel like this burst of energy, I'll just be so productive with work. You know, I'm making new dishes and, you know, I'm cleaning and I'm doing extra stuff. But there are days like this week was like that where I just don't have energy. I feel scatterbrained. Like I couldn't focus. I sat down to finish some blog posts like three or four times this week and I just couldn't get it done. And, you know, it's okay. I was, I used to be very hard on myself before. And frankly, it wasn't as hard because I had at least four or five hours uh, a day to work while my daughters were in school. So as long as my daughters, um, I sent them off to school, I had about, you know, four, four or five hours until 2 PM. And I used to have a babysitter. I still do. She comes and she helps with my son. But now that everyone's home, it's like really overwhelming. You know, there's too many kids that need my attention, too many things that get done, even more laundry and even more mess around the house. And I'm still trying to stay organized and, and get work done. So it has been a struggle. If this is how, where you're at, it's okay. That's, I think, a lot of us. So just know that slowing down is okay. Give yourself grace. So even though like slowing down is okay, you know, I don't like to be lazy and idle. That could be like my own thing. I'm really careful to say this because I'm not shaming any moms who are, you know, who have those lazy days. That's perfectly fine. But when you want to work from home, when you want to be productive from home, you do have to kind of get over that. There's certainly time to rest and there's time to work. I think it's really easy to get caught up in this place of 
work, 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 where you become a workaholic and you don't find the joy of slowing down and in being present. But on the flip side of that, you could get so caught up with this like being lazy or being idle and this can kind of go on where it's really hard now to pick yourself up and start that new project or clean out your closet or whatever it is that's on your to-do list. Sometimes like to do that, you just have to get your butt out off the couch and just do it. It's hard, but it's you have to do it. And again, when things are hard, I always remind myself to be the adult that I want my children to be. So if I find myself being like getting too caught up with the TV show and I don't want to turn it off, even though I have things to do, I tell myself, okay, I got to get up because I don't want, I wouldn't want my children to see me like this. I want to, I want my children to see me thriving and using my time productively and wisely. So, you know, whenever I add my kids to the mix, I, I find that they give me, they inspire me. They inspire me to do more and to be more courageous and to step outside of my comfort zone and just get things done. So yeah, like again, when things are hard, I ask myself, you know, what kind of person do I want my kids to be? And I try to become that, you know, like where do I want to be in the next 20 years? And I try to really think about my overall life goal. Like I tell my, and I do this a lot where I visualize myself as an older woman, in, in my sixties or seventies, like, where do I want to be at that time? Because right now we're young and we have, honestly, I would say there's so many opportunities for all of us out there in this world that we're not too old to start. Whether you're, even if you're in your forties or even fifties, like you still have time to start. You know, once we become older, like seventies, even 80s, and we start having physical limitations at that time, I don't want to look back and think that I wasted my earlier years being idle and being lazy and being scared and just being caught up in my fears. And a lot of these fears are imagined, and I want to dedicate an entire episode to fears one day. But yeah, I really try to ask myself, like, where do you want to, where do I want to be at the end of my life? And I, I try to become that. I, I go for that long-term goal. And that has been what helped me. That's been what helps me to get, get out of bed and get things done and, you know, keep trying and keep trying different things. You know, my, my business didn't really take off. I wasn't making money for over two years. That's okay. I try to enjoy the process. And, you know, with that long-term goal and that vision in mind, it's much easier to get things done today. And uh, visualization is a technique that, like, I didn't even realize this is something that I was doing because it just kind of came to me. But I visualize a lot. I visualize myself as a as a happy, thriving grandma, you know, in, in a beautiful home, in my ideal in an ideal location with my beautiful children and their children. You know, I just visualize myself at that time and I know I can get there. I know it can come true. And sometimes it takes sacrifices and that means that I might not be able to, you know, watch as much TV today or be as comfortable today. I may have to break through some fears today, but that's okay because in the long run, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll pay off. And visualization is important and so is faith just having faith that's what you know god and that's what christianity or whether you're religious or not that's what life is all about is having faith and i always say this but if you don't have faith in yourself who will have faith in you like no one will believe in you or really love you unless you believe 
yourself and you love yourself wholeheartedly. And I believe this is a lifelong journey. It's a journey that I'm still on and I'm getting a lot better at it. So currently, my work life is really, really difficult before I used to get like three to four hours. But now sometimes I get like 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Like once I'm done recording this, this podcast, I'll have to go downstairs and fix my kids some food and I have to do the dishes and there are things that I have to get done. But you know, it's hard. No, no doubt. But I also see it as that's just reality and I have to make the most of it. And I do get help. I do have a nanny who helps me in the morning throughout the day. My husband has his own business. So his in and out, like now my husband can't really help me out as much throughout the day, but I don't feel guilty anymore, you know, letting him do the morning duty or asking him to put my son down to bed while I'm nursing the baby. Like you just can't do it all. So always ask for help. If you're in a relationship where, you know, the other spouse is not really putting in his or her half of the work, you know, it might require kind of like sitting down and having a really just a heart to heart talk. Um, I don't believe in martyr, martyrdom. Like that's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help you with your level of, you know, contentment with your life. It's not going to help with your work. And, you know, again, like ask yourself, like, what are we really showing to our children? If the mom is doing all the work and is overworked and overwhelmed, that's not the right message we want to send to our children. And whatever your work is, prioritize that. It's okay to make that number one. That doesn't mean that you don't love your children. When you're prioritizing your work, it doesn't mean that you're not prioritizing your children. You're prioritizing your work because you want to be the best mother you could be for your children. Um, whether you're providing, you know, financially by working and making money or whether you're providing you're investing in your future because you want to be a happy and fulfilled older, like a grandma, because that's the role model that you want to be for your grown children in the future. Like visualize that and go for that. So I think the greatest takeaway for me was not to work for the convenience of today, but the overall improved lifestyle for the next five, 10, 20 years. This is something that you just have to be more mindful about. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a battle with yourself. You know, what's really important to you? Is today's comfort more important or is your overall long-term happiness most important? This does not mean that, you know, we're miserable. We're like working so hard that we're just unhappy and like yelling at our kids throughout the day. It just means that you're have a, you have a clear purpose for your work, for your goals, and you're very intentional with your time. So, you know, if I'm closing the door on my kids and my son is, you know, crying and I would just tell my husband, hey, can you please take him? Because I have to do this. I don't feel guilty about it because, you know, my son, he'll, he's used to it. One, one, he's used to it. And two, I want him to know that women have important work to do too. There's ways for me to serve my community outside of my family too. And that's okay. We can do both. It's not easy, but we definitely can do both. And if that's what, what your soul calling is, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's most importantly, you know, just getting out of that state of mom guilt and prioritizing yourself and being selfish with your needs sometimes. None of this means that you don't love your children. In fact, it means we really, truly love our children. We know how to love them in an unconditional way and in a way that is not replacing our happiness with theirs, right? Or not thinking, not overcompensating 
for whatever it is that we are not overcompensating, like we should never love our children in relation to something else. We just have to love them as who they are because they are beautiful light, beautiful beings with their own purpose and their own journey. And we're not really a part of that. Like, yes, we are as a guide, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a friend, as a parent, but we can't control our children's lives and their future. The best way for us to serve our children is to live out the best way possible to thrive in our own lives and to find our, our sole purpose and, and do work that we love. For me, I think that's like the greatest gift we can give, give to our children. If your children watch their moms thriving in this way, I assure you, your children are going to feel that. They feel all of our energy. If we're happy with their lives, with our day to day, they feel that too. And that's a big blessing. It's a big gift we could give them that can last a lifetime, that can shape their future relationships, that can shape their future jobs or career goals. So be present, focus on journaling and meditating, just your own having a, a rich internal life and think long term, not just, you know, short term convenience and just take it one day at a time. And if you ever feel like you failed, it's okay. Like just brush it off and try again the next day. If you had a really rough day and things didn't go as planned today, it's okay. Go to bed in gratitude and wake up the next morning, you know, try to have that intentional, like at least that five minutes where you're setting clear, positive intentions for yourself by saying, thank you for this beautiful day. Help me to be productive today. You know, if you want to get a workout in, you know, please help me to get that workout. And when I say like, help me, I say that like to God, cause that's just how I talk to God. And I have, I feel like I, I'm in like a state of prayer all day, but if that's not your style, that's okay. You know, just if, if you're one of those affirmation people where you just say, I will do this today, that's great too. Um, whatever, whatever it looks like for you, just having a rich spiritual life, having a rich internal dialogue. And just having clear boundaries with your children and your husband and just prioritizing yourself and your work life will hopefully help you be more productive with your day to day during this really, really crazy wild time. And um, one day, hopefully, when things go back to normal, I can share with you guys my daily schedule and how my day looks like. like these days, my schedule is all over the place. So those are just some of my tips. I hope you found them useful. And again, thank you for tuning in and for spending your valuable time with me. I love you guys. Thank you guys. And I'll talk to you guys next week. You are my sunlight. Thanks so much for listening to Mommy Diary, the podcast. If you can relate to any of my stories, my hope is that you leave this episode feeling a little less alone and a lot more inspired. For more parenting and lifestyle stories, head over to my blog, mommy-diary.com or join me on Instagram at mommydiary. If you're loving this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a 5-star review. I love connecting with you, so send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear next. Talk to you next week.